3: Hour number three of primetime action here on Beeson. Beeson.com. Matt Brown, Kelly Bill, and Wes Reynolds with us here on the desk. We're going to continue 32 teams in 32 days with the Miami Dolphins here shortly. But before we get going, Kelly, there have been some lead changes. There have been some uh, runs being scored. We've got a game going in Pittsburgh now between the Yankees and the Pirates. Why don't you give us a full update
4: here? Yeah, let's run through it. The Reds still up on the Mets, but it is three to 3-2 now, that game, in the bottom of the sixth inning Reds minus one ninety live favorites. Mets plus one fifty five. Eight and a half is your live total. Uh, the Angels coming back over the Marlins. That is five to one now. Angels lead this game. Bottom of the seventh inning. If you wanted to get in live, you can catch three and a half runs with the Marlins at plus one sixty. Uh, seven and a half the total of in that game. Um, in Philadelphia, it's Nationals one, Schwarber two. There uh, we go. <laughs> Phillies lead this one 2-1. to one. This game is in the top of the seventh and inning. And I will
5: say this, by the way, on Sunday he was being interviewed in the outfield on Sunday Night Baseball. So when they were just talking to him, there was a little sound bite. I saw a video of it on Twitter, and then it went viral, at least in the IU community, when he goes – Going to Indiana was about the best thing that ever happened to me. And ever since he's done that, he hits nothing but home runs. <laughs>
3: there you go, Wes. Kelly, I'll tell you this. On on nights when Mountcastle's not playing, I think Schwarber needs to be the honorary – like the kind of the backup honorary PTA. I'm, I'm with it. Schwarber's
5: the official player certainly on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes
3: absolutely. Uh, let's see. Live numbers in that
4: game if you wanted to hop in. Uh, minus 410 on the Phillies, plus 310 on the Nationals. Five and a half your live total. Orioles with the 2-1 to lead over the Rangers. Uh, that game is in the top of the seventh inning. Orioles minus 280, Rangers plus 220, 5.5 the total. Uh, Rays with a five to nothing lead over the Red Sox, top of the sixth. Live numbers currently off the board in that game. Uh, Braves have taken a two to nothing lead over the Cardinals. That came in the bottom of the sixth inning. Braves minus eight twenty five live.
5: Back to back jacks, by the way, in the bottom of the fifth. Ozuna and then Rosario.
4: Okay. Cardinals plus five fifty, and now the uh, Braves have a man on second. So I guess that's part of the reason why that's minus eight twenty five. Uh, Cardinals plus five seventy five four a half the total there Royals out to a four to one lead over the Astros uh that game is in the top of the third inning the Royals minus 190 Astros plus 155 11 and a half the total Yankees and Pirates scoreless this game at the bottom of the third uh, Yankees minus 215 Pirates plus 175 five and a half your live total
3: the Angels 5-1 to one there over the Marlins. I should I should uh, I should say here, listen, I am a guy holding an Aaron Judge MVP ticket. As am I. I am a guy who has said, hey, look, Shohei's going to have to really, I think he's going to have to turn it up if he's going to be, you know, really in contention here because we're talking about a guy who might be pushing 60 home runs. Well, so far tonight, we're through six and a third. He has nine Ks to one walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not allowed an earned run. He also has a 2-RBI single, and he has also stolen the tenth, his 10th tenth base of the, uh, of the season. So, again, it is, it is going to become increasingly tough to keep this award away from him, despite what Judge does, if this pitching consistency—and again, we have half the season to go— Yeah but if this pitching consistency continues Wes, and if he can continue, if he can be a 250 hitter i mean he's 260 right now if he can be a 250 hitter he's on pace to steal 20 he probably won't steal 20 but he's still 15 plus and you know he's going to hit you know, 25, 26, 28, some home runs. It, it's going to be nearly impossible not to give it well, to Well,
5: do you think maybe they go with him potentially for Cy Young? Because mm-hmm. he's fourth on the board right now, the AL Cy Young. I think I'm seeing him 10-1. to McC- McClanahan and Verlander, basically the mm-hmm. go favorites. Then Garrett Cole at plus 850. Verlander, it's going to be interesting to see if the Astros, you know, if they have such a big lead in that division, if they kind of slow him down a little bit and rest him for the postseason. Maybe, maybe perhaps the same with the Yankees with Garrett Cole, so, uh, you know, McClanahan's going to keep continue his usual load because he's a young guy, but all of a sudden, Otani, does that become interesting here uh, at 10-1 to 1, where he might win the Cy Young and not the MVP because if Aaron Judge hits like 60 home runs, boy, that's hard not to give it to him, especially in a contract mm-hmm. year.
3: Uh, real quick, just a reminder on the golf side of things, guys, if even if you're on the east coast out there you might be used to waking up and still being able to make your bets before you uh b- before you head to work or something like that not going to be the case this thing's kick this thing's starting in the middle of the night so you need to do that tonight oh it starts
4: in like 4 hours yeah, fantastic like, yeah
3: yeah you need to do that tonight so uh get to it basically is where i'm going that way. I'm feeling Matt Brown
4: and I will be at opposite ends. I've got my coffee going all right. I'm set I'm set for, set for a late night tonight, Matt. I'm you're, guessing you're set for an early morning tomorrow.
3: You're going to power through um, the, the late night session. and right. then, yeah, I'm going to do the early morning session. Okay, well, then our opinion, we'll combine our opinion <laughs> that's right, together yeah. tomorrow. We'll have a good breakdown tomorrow yeah, on yes. opposite yeah. ends. <laughs> By the
5: way, I believe the uh, first tea time for that that I was seeing, uh, I think I saw 11.15 yeah. Pacific time. Yeah, that's what so I saw. 2.15 yeah. Eastern.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was saying, if you if you if you're used to waking up and making some of those last minute bets, it's not going to happen even if you're on the East Coast. So uh, get to it here uh, shortly. Let's go ahead and continue on with 32 teams and uh, questionable shows. Hmm. 32 teams, 32 shows? Question mark? The Miami Dolphins. Matt Brown breaks it down. Well done. I, I, I like that, Kelly, because we're going to double up a couple of times this week, so it's going to be. It's gonna be twenty some I'm starting to get a lot of requests
4: too, which is great. Thank you. Send them in. But I'm trying to I'm trying to accommodate as best as
3: possible. Well, you you you've done well. <laughs> uh, so Wes, here we are with the Miami Dolphins, maybe one of the most controversial teams heading into the uh, 2022 season here with what people believe uh, about it, whether they're going to be good or whether they're not going to be mm-hmm. good. You know, what, what, what do they think of the quarterbacks? Is quarterback good, is quarterback bad? What's, you know, what's going on here? What we do know is they have a new head coach in Mike McDaniel, first-year coach, comes over after serving as offensive coordinator of the 49ers. You got Frank Smith comes over from the Chargers. He was the run game coordinator over there as the offensive coordinator here for the Dolphins. And you have Josh Boyer, who was actually retained as defensive coordinator when the new staff came in. This is a team that did finish above 500 last year. They did go 9 and 8, finished third in the AFC East. They started off 1 and 7, but then they went on a nice little win streak there, eight of the last nine games to uh to get that really respectable record through all of this. The big big news in the offseason, traded for Tyreek Hill and and signed a bunch of players here where maybe maybe you are going to be able to figure out what you get out of to attack a ILO. And now this offensive line – anchored by the signing of Teron Armstead, comes over to play left tackle. He's been one of the better ones in all the NFL when he's been healthy. You get Cedric Wilson to come in to be an ancillary receiver for them. They sign center Connor Williams. They sign running back Chase Edmonds, corner Keon Crossan. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater as a backup quarterback. They sign Melvin Ingram on the linebacker side of things. They bring in Raheem Mostert at running back. As well. Out of town, Devontae Parker, as you would imagine, he's got to go whenever Tyreek Hill comes in. Jesse Davis, their right tackles out of town as well. Jacoby Brissett is now likely going to at least go start a few games over in Cleveland. And then Mac Collins, a guy that was kind of contributing on special teams and other ways, he's also out of town for this Dolphins team. I mean, when you look at the offseason here. West. Now they didn't have a, you know, they didn't have a pick until the third round. They took a linebacker in Channing Tindall in the third round. They took a wide receiver in the fourth round. Neither likely to play a ton of time for them here. I mean, really, all they, everything that they did was in mm-hmm. the trade market and in the free agency market. And I think you can see a. Very, very concerted effort here to see what they have into into a Tagobayaloa. Yes. They invest in the offensive line to bring in a really, really good left tackle. Again, a little bit of health concerns, but really, really good left tackle. They get a new center as well. So now they've done, they've got two new offensive linemen here. They bring in Tyreek Hill. You get a Cedric Will, you bring a Chase Edmonds, you get a Raheem Mostert, all this stuff like that. And I think this is them kind of saying, all right, buddy, this right. is this is it.
5: Yeah, they're certainly trying to give two of some mm-hmm. help here. Uh, First-year coach, by the way, Mike McDaniel. So one of the things that they I noticed that they focused on, I think we all go to the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, and we all go to Cedric Wilson, what they've done at receiving mm-hmm. core, but what they've done with the running back score, because mm-hmm. they've got a lot of guys now who they're going to keep out of this bunch, because, of course, Miles Gaskin mm-hmm. was their leading rusher. He does come back, but they add Edmonds. They had Mostert. They had Sony Michelle. This team's got to be able to run the ball because they absolutely absolutely could not do it last year. They were thirtieth in rushing yards, thirty first in yards per attempt, and, you know, a develop a young developing quarterback's best friend is a running game. And you mentioned what they did with the offensive line, especially with Armstead to anchor that left side from New Orleans. But they got to be able to run the ball. And I'm interested to see what McDaniel does, if he used Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill kind of the same way or maybe like Lynn Bowden or Waddle yeah. or some of these other receivers that used him kind of like Debo. Mm. I know Debo wasn't necessarily very happy about that in San Francisco and has made that very clear, but it was
3: certainly darn effective. If you look at this team last year, despite the record, the advanced statistics, at least if you look over at Football Outsiders, they were the the 25th overall team DVOA. So, despite the fact that they finished 9-8, and they were still 25th overall DVOA, and that is a lot to do with the offense and the special teams. They were the 24th rated team offensively. They were the 29th special teams team. They had real troubles on special teams here. Now, they were 10th defensively, Mm -hmm. um, and and I think that this defense will actually kind of carry over to to this year as well. If we look at the odds here on the, the AFC East, the Bills, of course, to win the division, big time odds on favors there at minus 225. But the Dolphins come in second in the division, plus 450 to win the division, a win total of nine, just a small plus 140 price on the yes to make the playoffs West, 20 to 1 to win the AFC, 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So, at least from a bookmaking perspective, the hopes for this Dolphins team is at least pretty high.
5: Yeah, I think so because of who they've added with personnel. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that gives you a little pause on the Dolphins. This was a team that had a winning record last year, but they only beat one playoff team. Mm -hmm. They beat the Patriots, actually swept them twice in the opener and the closer.
3: We'll take a look at what we think from a betting perspective on this team when we come back, 32 teams and 32 shows.
4: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Primetime action here on a Wednesday. Matt. Wes. Kelly. Sean. Von Wrinkle, Wyatt. Whole crew down there. Who else is down there, Kelly?
4: Jeremy. Jeremy's down there, too.
3: Who else? That's it? I think that's all we got tonight. That's all we got?
4: Well, I mean, Well Don't get me wrong. i will hear about it after the show if I'm forgetting. If someone it, else it, is well, down yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think that's all we got. Well. We
5: had a cameo appearance from Miles in the studio as that's well. That's true.
4: That's right. That f- fixing a camera that uh, I should definitely not have been attempting to fix. That's for sure. I mean, this looks a little awkward. Out we of just, your uh,
3: area of expertise. That's right. That is right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's one of those things where you knew real quick I am in over my head.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. the the engineer was on me right away. Don't touch my cameras. So, <laughs> well, we got it
3: fixed and here we are and uh
5: Thanks Ken will get crew. here at like 1.30 in the morning and fix everything, and the studio won't burn down, and we'll be open for business. No, he's, he's
3: built he's built the
4: most beautiful Veasan set that we have out at NBA Summer League. Watch Veasan tomorrow. The Edge will be live from Summer League. We will have Jonathan Von Tobel on there uh, tomorrow night, seven forty five Eastern on this show. Kensman just he just built his own set over the past three weeks. It looks fantastic.
3: There you have it. We'll take that set. We'll go down to the waste <laughs> management next year with it. And uh, yeah, sounds uh, like a plan, uh, man. Yeah. How about the U.S. Open out at L.A. Country <laughs> Club? Yeah, there you go. About yeah, that sounds like there's a good kinds, plan, there's too. There's all kinds of places where we can take this set, so we're on it. So let's continue here with the Miami Dolphins with our 32 teams preview. If you go over to Warren Sharp at Sharp Football, He does a good job of breaking down the schedule strength heading in based off of win total projections, not what happened last year. Because, again, these teams changed drastically over the offseason. And if you're going by what what the team's winning percentages were the year before, you're going about it the wrong way. So look at it as to what these teams are supposed to be moving forward. And what we have here in the Miami Dolphins they're facing the 14th toughest schedule, so kind of right there in the middle. And
5: it looks tougher, at least in the early few weeks.
3: Yeah, it's it's the 14th toughest schedule, which has him on 8.7 projected wins. Of course, we said the win total sitting at 9. Probably not a bet to be made there unless you are bullish or bearish on this team, however it might be. If we take a look at this schedule, starting out Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals is certainly rough, and so I guess my... Uh, you know what I would my advice here anyway, Wes, would be if you did want to take a flyer on the Dolphins to win the AFC or something, or to win the Super Bowl, whatever it might be, wait until week wait until before week five yeah. because you're like I think you're at best at like best case scenario coming out two and two and that and one through four most likely you're coming out one and three. And so I would wait until you get this Jets and Steelers and Lions and Bears mm-hmm. and Texans and 49 like Until yeah. you get that stretch, yeah. that's where you want to make any we sort saw of long This team future was back. in
5: that situation a little mm-hmm. bit last year. Uh, they won the opener against the Patriots up there in Foxboro. And then they lost seven straight and didn't win a game until November 7th. But when the schedule kind of eased up a little bit and you got Houston, I know they had that upset Mm -hmm. on Thursday night football over Baltimore, but you had the Jets, you had the Panthers, who had just fired their offensive coordinator and kind of went in the tank in the last few weeks of the season. You had the Giants, you had the Jets again, then they won at New Orleans when Ian Book was the starting quarterback, Mm -hmm. I believe the fourth starting quarterback for the Saints in the 2021 season. So Miami has shown, and that's why I don't know, like I'm not bullish nor bearish Mm. necessarily on this team because I don't know what they're going to be because I know that they can beat the bad teams. Mm. You know, they can beat the Jets. They could perhaps go to Detroit and beat the Lions unless you're higher on the Lions this year. But there's some teams on that schedule they could beat. But the early part of the schedule you mentioned, Matt, and then it gets a little bit tougher later. That third column you see on the graphic, got to go out to uh, San Francisco, got to go out to face the Chargers, and and then the Bills. So three straight road that games is for this team. That, that's awful. And then you have Green Bay, and then you have two divisional opponents at the end. So that's a tough schedule at the yeah. end of the
3: year. Yeah, I think if you come out two and two after those first four weeks, you're going to be favored in every game – Leading up to the bye, except for the Vikings. But, and that that, this is assuming that the Browns are going with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe that's a push. Maybe, you know, maybe that's like like a point one way or the other. That middle column there,
5: week seven to week 12, and that includes the bye week and week 11. That's where they got to do some yep. damage if you want that win total. That's where you got to at least go, I think, four and one, which means you've got to win at least one, mm-hmm. if not both of those road games at Chicago and Detroit.
3: And, and that's why I think that they're a dog to make the playoffs here because, Kelly, if you look at the back end of that schedule, it's basically you're going to have to scratch and claw through that back end I, to, to get enough wins to make the playoffs. And listen, if they, if they greatly overperform, maybe a game – at the 49ers or a game against the Packers or heading up to Foxborough isn't as daunting as we think as it looks now, right? I mean, maybe this Miami Dolphins team is clicking and maybe this Patriots team is worse or this 49ers team hasn't gotten it together with Trey Lance by then. So maybe these games aren't as daunting as they look today, but we don't know that. We can't see the future. All we can look at is what we know and it looks like from from 13 to 18 is going to be a real, real, real tough slog. And so, you know, that... I I get it why they are dogs to make the playoffs. And honestly, it'd be hard for me to bet the yes on them right now just based off of kind of what we see here. Maybe it's an in-season bet if you see that this team is maybe progressing a little bit faster than we think or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I I couldn't go there on a win total or a yes-no playoffs. I'm with you. Wow, what a catch by the Cardinals center field.
5: Yeah, Duvall sent that one for a ride. Uh, Should have been a home run. That is not a home run. That is a long fly ball.
4: Matt, I'm with you, though. We talked a little bit about this. Last night, and this this division's tough for me because I like I love the Bills this year. I think the Bills are great. I think the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC. There's no question about that to me. I, Patriots and Dolphins. I, I think a lot of people see some high ceilings and some low floors for both those teams. I think they could both mildly improve, but I I think I'm going to be shocked if they both take, or either one of them takes this massive leap forward. If it was one of the teams, it would be the Dolphins, I guess, in my mind. But I, I just don't know. I don't really believe in either one of those quarterbacks taking a, such a huge step forward this year that it, it's going to put them in true contention as a playoff team. So I, I'm kind of with you. I'm probably staying away from any team-specific bets on the Dolphins or the Patriots either way. But if I had to choose, I'd be leaning more on them kind of uh, you know, being a little worse and under
3: on their win total than over. Well, if we if we go by, again, we football's not played on paper, but if we, if we go by what they've – what they already had and then what they did in the offseason According to ESPN, profile focus, this is the 10th-rated roster heading into 2022. Just, again, the guys that are sitting there on paper. Now, the big the the big question mark is going to be the offensive line. You've got Teron Armstead at left tackle. He's one of the very best in all of football. That being said, then things get a little interesting the rest of the offensive line, right? Like mm-hmm. Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, Liam Eichenberg. There's a lot of high draft picks on this like, – like high-ish draft picks on this offensive line. But guys that haven't really – come into form yet in the league. Now, listen, the upside for this offensive line is certainly pretty big because if these guys kind of take that next step, then if you already have Teron Armstead and then all these guys take kind of the next step there in the NFL, then you have an offensive line that maybe goes from the 23rd to maybe more like middle of the pack, 14th, 15th, 16th. And if that's the case, okay, that, that's something to work with here with all these weapons. But, you know, again, the only thing we know for sure, Teron Armstead, a stud, everybody else, pretty much a question
5: mark. Yeah, absolutely. And plus you do have new schemes there. Obviously not mm-hmm. only McDaniel was the head coach, but Frank Smith, the OC, Daryl Bevel, mm-hmm. by the way, the QB coach and the uh, passing game coordinator here. So this is a pretty young staff, actually. I was just looking at a couple of the bios here. These are all guys in their very early to mid-40s. These are not a lot of old guys. This is a young staff. So it's like, will these rep- – Players respond to a young staff, you know. Some guys, yeah, they love the energy, but some guys want maybe a little bit of an older staff that they think, okay, they've had a more proven track record, at least long-term success in this league. So that's going to be an interesting thing, I think, to watch with Miami, especially with a young quarterback like Tua.
3: We've already talked about it, but it is the third-rated pass-catching group in the NFL heading into 2022, according to Pro Football Focus. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Geseki, and then you add in a Cedric Wilson. Of course, they already had a. Pre- Justin Williams there, see if he can amount to anything coming off of a couple of injury plague seasons. So there is, there's a lot to love about the pass catchers here. The defensive line, 15th rated headed into the season. They add Melvin Ingram. Does Jalen Phillips take that kind of year two? Uh, you know, you've got figured some stuff out as a rookie. He, of course, a super highly drafted guy. Does he kind of take that next step? The interior. Of this defensive line, really good. Christian Wilkins and Zach Seiler, both of those guys graded out at 80 or better over at Pro Football Focus over the course of last season. So that is a real strength of this team. And then the secondary, another real strength. When you have a secondary that has both Xavier Howard and Byron Jones in mm. there, and now you add in a Brandon Jones, Javon Holland, and also Nick Needham. I mean, this is a super, super talented secondary for this Dolphins team as well. That again, already was 10th right. overall DVOA defense last year. You add now a Melvin Ingram. Does Jalen Phillips get better in year two? The the Just, upside for this defense could could well, maybe be a top five. They, defense.
5: they have potential, and look, they showed it a little bit last year. Ninth in takeaways, that this is going to be a team near the top of the league, mm-hmm. probably in turnovers. That they've got guys in the secondary that can actually catch the ball and you know be able to return it and maintain possession. So. Yeah, this is a team that I think turnovers, they're really going to need them, too, mm-hmm. I think, to you know give two of those short fields, give this offense a little bit of confidence because it's still very much a work in progress, even though it has a lot of potential.
3: Yeah, in summation here, I think we're looking at a, at a, at a team with a lot of upside, but certainly uh, a team whose floor could sink pretty quickly if Tua Tagovailoa isn't that guy at quarterback. And I think we'll all be looking more in-season bets than preseason bets with this team. Primetime action coming back. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free cash all season long. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 or older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, please drink responsibly. We got a couple of baseball games. Just I want to, uh, in case you want to get in on some late action here. Two first pitches, I believe, still. Yeah, Wes has got a bet. Still to come. Yes, the Giants and the Diamondbacks. That's Alex Cobb and Merrill Kelly. Cobb and the Giants are minus 130. Road favorites plus 110. On Kelly and the Diamondbacks as home underdogs, eight and a half is your total. And you are taking the dog here tonight.
5: Yeah, and look, uh, Cobb coming back from the injury, he's been kind of Mm -hmm. unlucky this year, I think, for the Giants. But one thing that has not been unlucky is this team just not really hitting at all. And, And the bullpen has not been good, so we mentioned earlier in the program okay, how deep is Cobb going to go that first game back? You know, is he only going to go four, maybe slightly into the fifth? That bullpen ERA, by the way, for the Giants, 540 the last two weeks. Arizona has been tops in baseball in terms of contact rate. Alex Cobb has been giving up a lot of contact this year, and a lot of those hits have been getting through. So, uh, you know, 459 ERA and 11 starts. This isn't necessarily a fade of Cobb. It's just a fade of the Mm -hmm. Giants who I feel like, you know, last year the question was, okay, when are they they going to go away, and they never went away and won over 100-plus games. But now, treading over that 500 mark, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, just one game over 500, losing ground to the Padres and, of course, the division-leading Dodgers. So, I do like the D-backs, plus
3: 117. 10-10 Eastern, Rockies and the Dodgers. Jose Urania, which we didn't know uh, was still still pitching in the league, and mm-hmm. Mitch White for the Dodgers. The Rockies are plus 260. Road underdogs, the Dodgers, minus 315. Home favorites, nine is the total here. We talked a little bit about this at the top of the show. Wes, I just don't make a... I just don't make a habit out of betting, you know, minus three hundred favorites, minus yeah. three hundred plus favorites, yeah. things like that. I think if you do that in baseball, it's probably a losing proposition over the long run um, because you know what? Good teams lose in baseball sometimes. Yes. It's a very random game. Yeah, we're it's watching. like even good teams lose sixty. Games. Yes, it's like we're sitting here and we're you know as we're as as we sit here right now, right? I mean the the Nationals are beating the Phillies. The 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 Rays are up six nothing on Boston. Kansas City's up five one on Houston. You know, I mean like. They're it's just sometimes sometimes it goes south. And so, I don't know, th- minus 315 for just about anything is too rich for me.
5: Yeah, you mentioned that uh, Houston game. By the way, Christian Javier does have six strikeouts uh, here through uh, four <laughs> innings. But he also has uh, given up five earned runs and four hits and uh, two walks. So, you know, we talked about, what was it, 14 and 13 the last two mm-hmm. games for Javier. So, uh, at 80 pitches, probably coming out for another inning. So, you're probably going to get that over.
3: It's going to be impossible for me to say Barbasol without you singing the jingle in your head. We did it all break, actually, leading into he- coming back from uh, commercial. But close shave America, close shave Barbasol, mm-hmm. and just in case you forgot A about it. A proud
5: sponsor of yes. the uh, now 16-team Big Ten Conference, <laughs> or at least in uh, two years on the Big Ten. Network.
3: So Barbasol championship here. And, uh, Wes, you have some plays. I missed – the favorite in this one, Chris Goddard. I just missed him last week. Uh, you, had, you timed
5: uh, him before everybody else did because now he's the
3: favorite. Yeah, he's a favorite in a tournament. I had him at 95 to 1. Uh, he's a favorite in a tournament 18 he to 1. He doesn't even here.
5: have status, by the way, in the <laughs> PGA Tour. He's trying to get that temporary membership uh, that Zalatoris got, I believe, uh, just a couple years ago. So this guy, by the way, just graduated from the University of Oklahoma, but playing on sponsor exemptions and playing pretty darn well so far.
3: Mark Hubbard, 18 to 1. Kevin Strelman twenty two to one, Taylor Pendrith twenty two to ro- two to one, Adam Svensson twenty five to one, John Huh twenty eight to one, Chesson Hadley thirty, Patton Kazire, thirty five. Everybody else is forty or longer. What did you end up here on the barbers?
5: Yeah, this was a little bit of a dart throw event. Mm-hmm. By the way, this is also like the Scottish Open. Even though it's the alternate event, this is a co-sanctioned event now between the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. So half of these guys are DP World Tour guys who are over here in uh, very hot and humid Kentucky this week, uh, (laughs) trying to see if they can get a PGA Tour win and earn their PGA Tour card. We know that uh, Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner, and Keith Pelley, who's the president of the DP World Tour, they're trying to use the DP World Tour maybe as a little bit more of a route, for guys to uh, get their PGA Tour card, so this is a very direct route. If you win the tournament, you get a two-year exemption. But being the alternate event, mm-hmm. you don't get the Masters invitation. So you're basically playing for less FedEx Cup points, but still valuable points nonetheless. Because you got a lot of guys kind of in that like hundred range, like you mentioned, Gavin Streelman, that want to stay inside that 125, don't want to go to the Corn Ferry finals. So uh, you know we shall see how this is going to materialize. By the way, Seamus Power actually won this event as the chalk last year in a playoff over J.T. Poston, And and now that's propelled him to 36 in the world uh, where he's playing all the big boy events. So some of these guys want to follow suit. Uh, Keen Trace Golf Club here in Nicholasville, Kentucky, just south of the University of Kentucky. So who I landed on here, and uh, just before I say that, give you a little profile of the course. Par 72, 7,328 yards. Pretty easy track. The three winning scores since they've moved here to Kentucky. 23 under, 26 under, and 21 under. So I would expect Mm -hmm. more the same. You've got to get to 20 under if you want a chance to win this thing. Uh, landed on five, and these are dart throws. Taylor Pendrith, 30-1 to 1 is where I took him. A bit of a speculative play, considering he had a rib flat fracture at the players back in March, but when I looked in the last 24-round model for the Barbasol, he was number one for strokes gain total. Now keep in mind that data was accumulated very early in the calendar year. Second in ball striking, third tee to green, fourth off the tee. So I thought, okay, if there ever there's an event where a guy can come off the deck from an mm-hmm. injury, maybe it's this one. Taylor Pendrith, 30 to one. Lee Hodges, another guy who played very well on the Corn Ferry Tour, like Pendrith did the last couple of years, 50 to one. Four straight cuts, tenth in the field for greens and regulation. Really good on approaches from 125 to 150 and 150 to 175 which i think you have to be this week so hodges 50 to one austin cook 60 to one it's kind of been a trendy pick he missed eight of 12 cuts to start the year but then he took a break after the byron nelson was 13th at the rbc in canada was 16th at the John Deere last week, was 4th on this course back in 2019. And then another Austin, Austin Smotherman, 65-1. to 1, Missed the cut the last two weeks after making six in a row prior. But last 24 rounds, number one SG ball striking, number two strokes gained off the tee. So Smotherman, he's a guy I bet in a couple of those like alternate events earlier this year in Puerto Rico. And then Dominican Republic, so maybe he can go well here. And then one guy I do kind of like, and his price got cut before I could give him out, was Maddie at 80-1. to one. He is a DP World Tour rookie from Germany, but a bit of a home game for Matty Schmidt. He did play his golf at the University of Louisville, so I wonder if the heat, and it's going to be really hot down there in Kentucky as it is in the southeast here in very early July as it usually is, I wonder how some of these like DP World Tour guys, some of these European guys that maybe didn't play college golf mm-hmm. over here are going to deal with this heat because they haven't been playing in a lot of heat really all year over there. Uh, by the way, Maddie Schmidt, eighth on the DP World Tour for strokes gained off the tee.
3: I just I- noticed, guys, we are, we are, we are not Barbasol's. Target audience here.
5: Yeah, I, I, we, Kelly and I haven't been using a lot of barbasol lately. I've never oh, shaved my yeah.
3: face one time with a razor and, and shaving cream. Not one time in my whole life. <laughs> not <laughs> once in your whole life. No, not one time in my whole life. Ever. I couldn't grow a beard. I could not grow a beard like you guys. For, if, if for a million dollars, I couldn't do it. It would be impossible for me to do it. So I've never shaved my face, and then you guys with with the beards barbasol. We wouldn't be be invited into their We'll be
5: happy to take your sponsorship dollars, (laughs) though, Barbasol.
3: I mean, yeah, you keep bringing that stuff up. You know, I did go to Barbasol.com to see what we're missing out on, and they, they have a bunch of, like, Barbasol's got a nice little array of things. Well,
4: beards have also become so popular, Matt. Mm-hmm. You got to pivot, right? If you're if you're a shaving
3: company, you gotta pivot to like beard grooming and stuff. Well, that's what they, they're all so doing. So they have the, the original thick and rich shaving cream. Mm, then they've got the the good the sensitive skin thick and rich shaving cream. Then they got Pacific Rush with caffeine and menthol, thick uh, and I, rich I, shaving I, yeah. cream. I do the shampoo with a little menthol in it. Uh, yeah, okay. That's a nice little kick in the morning. They got the extra moisturizing with vitamin E. Mm. Then they've got the soothing aloe. So all different flavors. That's flavors. I, I, I guess not flavors. I but probably
5: whatever. have to go sensitive skin because I'm like Arturo Gatti. If you even touch me, I'm gonna bleed all over the
3: place. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, listen. It's uh, been a while since I've shaved with a
4: with a razor, too, Matt. But I did not know there was that many different types of shaving. Creams. Different ways to go about it. And we should, yeah, definitely don't, definitely not flavors. Nobody eats your shaving cream at home.
3: Yeah, I mean, best yeah, he,
4: advice I have of the night. I guess varieties. Yes.
3: <laughs> Multiple varieties here of, of all of this. Yankees up two to nothing on the Pirates. Judge has not gone deep, but he is two for three in the games. Got that average at 285 and a 362.
5: I just jinxed Warber, by the way, because he struck out to lead off the bottom of oh. the eighth, where the Nationals now lead the Phillies 3 2.
3: I'm, you know, sometimes we just get lucky in betting as well. No Mount Castle, no Garcia. I wanted to play the over in that game. It's two to one in the sometimes ninth. Sometimes the best bets are the yeah. ones not made. It's two to one in the ninth. Didn't get that bet in there. And fortunately, I didn't get that bet in there because that would be a loser barring. It does some kind crazies. of feel like a win sometimes it when does. you
5: leave something off of your card and you're like, man, I really wanted to bet this. It's like, okay, I got this one yes, wrong. That's so. That
3: does feel like a win for me here. We'll have our golf draft here on the other side. Our thoughts on anything else. Going on Wimbledon and otherwise, it is primetime action. Last segment coming at you.
4: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: We have a Beeson summer special for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of the month of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's Daily Best Bets. That includes Adam Burke's Daily MLB Best Bets, NFL preseason coverage, like our 32 teams and 32 shows. Oh, yeah! Premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR, and Barbasol Championships. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a Daily Best Bets email, every edition of point spread, Weekly use of our betting tools and a live video stream so you can see our faces whenever you want. It costs $19 to be a subscriber now through July the 31st head on over to slash summer to take advantage of this offer. We do mention the 32 teams and 32 shows if you've missed any of those. Likely you have missed one of those somewhere along the way. You can head over to the YouTube channel. They are all posted in full over there. Have we hit your team yet? Go find out. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. Have we talked about your team yet? Go find out. I even over got there a
4: message from Ben Fox today, letting me know that he created a very simple to use playlist too. So when one's not enough for you, just
3: roll through all of them we've done so far. Kelly, before we get to our draft, let us do one last update here of the scores. I'm looking around; it doesn't look like too much has changed, but uh, let's let's give everyone one final rundown.
4: Uh, yeah, Reds up 3-2 to two on the Mets this game in the top of the ninth inning, so Mets down to their last. But
5: Hunter Strickland out in relief, so uh, buckle up if you're a Redbacker.
4: <laughs> uh Angels with that 5-2 to two lead over the Marlins, that game in the bottom of the ninth, so uh, Marlins with their last swings here, uh, Shohei Otani having a heck of a game, he... Uh, yeah, you know, we we always see all those stats all over Twitter of the things that date back about 115 years, so, you know, take it all with a grain of salt cuz nobody pitches and hits anymore. Well,
5: but whenever I see a Shohei Ohtani stat, I usually think it's being retweeted by Jason Weingarten, who has been <laughs> basically the Ohtani flag bearer really here as part of the Avisen uh, family.
4: So, one I got for you though, Shohei the first player since RBI became official in 1920 to do all of the following in a single game. Ten strikeouts as a pitcher, two RBI as a batter, and a stolen base. So uh, pretty impressive. Uh, Nationals with that 3-2 to two lead over uh, the Phillies. Top of the ninth, they are there in Philadelphia. Uh, the Orioles 2-1 to one over the Rangers. Man, a bunch of tight games in the ninth. Uh, that one in the top of the ninth, so Rangers down to their last at-bats. Rays up six to nothing on the Red Sox. Boston not able to get anything going tonight. Uh, that game is in the top of the eighth inning. Uh live total posted at seven and a half. Braves with a three to nothing lead over the Cardinals heading to the top of the ninth inning. You could take plus two and a half runs at plus three twenty with the Cardinals or 14-1 on the money line. Five and a half is the live total, which seems a little odd. Um Let's see, Royals up 5-3 on the Astros. That game in the top of the fifth inning. Uh, the Royals minus 190. Astros plus 155, 12.5 the total. Yankees with a 2 to nothing lead over the Pirates, top of the sixth. Yankees minus 790 live. Pirates plus 535.5 your live
3: total. And Giants and Diamondbacks just getting going. Guys, before we... Before we get to the draft here, I do want to run through this real quick because one of the things we didn't do is talk about the guys at the top of the board because none of us had them on our card, right? right? And so Rom, Scheffler, JT Fitzpatrick, I think our, I think somebody that's did we finally have someone that, that had Shoffley? Did anyone? No one. No one had him either. Um, so l- l- here's the thing: it's very hard for me to say anything bad about any of these guys. Mm-hmm. It's just the number isn't conducive for me to bet on them. Listen, like, if Justin Thomas wins this thing by three strokes, I'm yeah. going to say, this sounds about right.
5: Yeah, it's Justin Thomas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a
3: guy that was in the top three or five of every single version of every model for a baseline, for upside, for everything that I ran. And But it's just at 14 to one, it's just very tough for me to get there. And
5: certain guys, by the way, have played this event before at the top of the board, like JT, 8th and ninth in mm-hmm. 2021, 2019. Rom was seventh here last year. Scheffler was 12th. Fitzpatrick was the runner-up, lost in that playoff to Minwoo Lee. Xander Schauffele was top 10. But you got a lot of debutants here. Usually mm-hmm. debutants don't do all quite that well here that have never played here before. Like Cantlay's never played here before. Smith's never played here before. Spieth, Hovland, soon Matsuyama. So, you know, this is always kind of a weird deal because I remember last year when Colin Marikawa – Finished 71st on debut here last year. Never played any type of Lynxian-style mm. golf at all. And he's like, man, this turf is so thick over yeah. here. I can't get my irons to cut through the ball. So what does he do? He swaps out a couple of irons. And then it's like, okay, he's got no chance next week in the Open Championship. And he wins the Claret Jug, uh, not, uh, beating off uh, Spieth and Ustazen and company. So you never really know. The, you get some funky results over here.
4: Um, I just want to circle back real quick. Yeah. What this baseball game going on right now? I don't know. DraftKings, if you got, if you can access it, I am not understanding a live total of five and a half in the Cardinals Braves game right now, which it is the top of the ninth inning with one out already, and the under five and a half is minus one thirty five. I don't. I don't really understand that live. It's up. three and a
3: half. You hadn't updated on your. It just didn't. Yeah. Update on your thing, it's three and a half. Um, finally I was going to say, don't her. get yourself kicked yeah. out or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's three and a half. It just didn't update on your screen over there somehow. Uh, AJ Minter on to get the save here. Of course, Kenley Jansen still out for the Braves. So... Uh, so it is uh, AJ Minter in who just gave up a single there in the
5: uh, in the night. Couple inning. final scores, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, I'm still
4: seeing five and a half. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. With Angels
5: closed out Miami five to two. Otani gets the win, ten strikeouts, seven innings. Uh, Otani, just the numbers have been absolutely magnificent. I'm sure you'll see the superlatives all over the Twitter machine tonight, and also a final score two to one Orioles over Texas.
4: All right, boys, we've got to burn through a golf draft
3: here. Yeah. I just sent Kelly a picture to show him that he's crazy. Um, <laughs> By the way, with Otani, I believe you, that would make a lot more sense than what I'm seeing.
5: One thing with Otani no earned runs in 26 and two thirds innings pitch, 40 strikeouts uh, on a very hot run
4: right
3: pretty, now. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Wes, let's give you the honor, sir. Kick things off. Kelly, we'll go with this one. Okay. I'll go last. We'll, we'll just do a little. I don't even know who won last. Oh, we'll do a year, counterclockwise.
4: Oh, so. uh, Parl smoked
3: us. Yeah, we'll do a counterclockwise. Let me do okay.
5: a uh, a three ball.
4: Ooh, okay. At plus 180. Fancy.
5: Will Zalatoris over Patrick Cantley and Xander Schofield.
4: I like that one. Um, all right. I will
3: go Willie Z, top 20, plus 115. We should mention no top 40 markets for this tournament over at DraftKings. This is typically something that we do quite often here mm-hmm. in these drafts. So just if you're wondering why we're, there's going to be so many you know, other than top 40 bets, there are top 40 bets to be had, rest yes. of country. So just go shop around, uh, just not at DraftKings this week. I'm going to take Xander top 10 at 2-1. to one. I really, really, really like Xander this week. Uh, I think his form is coming around and um, – Certainly a guy that doesn't have a ton of win equity, I don't think, maybe. But a top 10, he seems to always be just a a top 10 machine. So, top 10 for me, 2-1 to on Xander. He's
4: playing some best golf of his life right now, right? Um,
3: Is that my turn now? Yep,
4: you're up, Wes.
5: Okay, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, top 20, plus 190
4: go Sam Burns top 20 plus 115 oh, yeah go I was ahead. wondering if I needed to go there first You should have yep I was wondering the same thing I wrote I it down as I my second I needed to go there first
3: and then I oh that's a that's a that's a big bummer right there that's a that's a kick in the gut um, give me Max Homa top 20 plus 240 Um listen with these top 20 bets right like with these top 20 bets some of these guys that do have volatility, I think that's really I, I actually kind of good. Like a top 40, I'm looking for just the consistent dudes right. that just yes. doesn't really ever have mm. win equity. Like uh, top 20 bets, I like my guy to be a little bit more volatile. And if he plays well, he's going he's gonna to find himself inside the top 20. I don't want the guy to hover at 30 or something like that. Like I want the upside for the top 20 bets. And so homo's that type of guy for me. That's how I bet him this week. Completely agree.
5: Okay, another three ball. Let's go with uh, Terrell Hatton, plus 190 over Joaquin Neiman and Cameron Young.
4: Okay, I'm going to go Max Homa in a matchup over Keegan Bradley at minus 110. Give
3: me Keith Mitchell, top 20, plus 260.
5: Lucas Herbert, top 20,
3: 225
4: you guys got throwing throw me for a loop here. Uh, let's just go straight up, heads up against Matt here. Joaquin Neiman, minus 120, in a matchup over Keith Mitchell.
3: Sam Burns, top 10, plus
5: 250. Ricky Fowler, top 20, plus 450.
4: Nice, like it. Victor Hovland, plus 300, top Scandinavian
3: golfer. And, yes, Wyatt, I will screenshot that for you. <laughs> and here goes my... Here goes my Matt wants to win this thing if one of his bets get, gets home. Patrick Rogers, top 20 plus 650. There you go. Patrick Rogers was inside the top 12 in two of the three versions of my model.
5: The uh, pride and joy of Avon, Indiana, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Rogers.
3: So, there we have it. That is, uh, you know, a lot of those guys that we did at least bet right somewhere along the way. We didn't necessarily have these exact bets on them, but, you know, a lot of the same guys that did make our cards this week. And again, a reminder this is starting, even if you're on the East Coast, it's starting in the middle of the night. So go and get your bets About in, get your DF, DFS lineups in, all of the things like that, because you don't want to get left out. Stick around for our guys over at Circa Nightcap coming at you.
2: Zumo Play.